0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. ministered on this before and I know Pastor Dennis has heard this before but it's always fascinated me this subject I'm about to share with you it's always fascinated me and during my time during my time of prayer and fasting God would begin to reveal some new things to me some new revelation and um, what he said was this I love this he said get ready for some suddenlies in your life. Suddenly. There's God's suddenlies that are coming. One of the first suddenlies we, we remember. The shepherds were out in the fields. They were taking care of their sheep. And the Bible says suddenly the angels begin to sing. The heavens open up and they say glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Most suddenlies Most suddenlies happen in the day-to-day mundane part of life. You're doing what you've always done. You're continuing to do what you've done. And then all of a sudden, suddenly happens. God's about to bring some suddenlies in some of your lives. Suddenly, the word suddenly appears 41 times in the New Testament and three times in the Old Testament. They're divine in nature And they're usually predicated by an appearance of angels. One of the things the Lord spoke to me about this year was that there's going to be an increase in angelic activity. An increase in angelic activity. And I don't know about you, but man, I've been seeing glimpses of angels. I mean, the angels of God are operating. The angels of God are moving and things are happening. Anytime God's about to do something really big, the angels show up. All the time, every time, you can count on it. God's about to do something really big, and the angels are about to show up to the point where we'll see it. The Bible says that if we're walking in Bible hope, or to better phrase this, biblical hope, which is earnest expectation. These are those believers who are walking by faith, looking forward to God's promises. In these cases, the suddenlies of God will be an incredible blessing to all involved. In order to receive, experience a part of one of God's suddenlies, you got to make sure, listen, you got to make sure you're in the correct position to receive it. My pastor knows all about that. He's a coach. And you know, when you're playing in sports, uh, if you, if you want to win, you got to be in the right position. How many knows if you're out of position, you're going to miss some stuff? So God is positioning his people. The way you posture yourself is, is to receive and clearly hear by walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit in his word. It's in your obedience that activates the blessings of God. You see, the Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, what? You'll eat of the good of the land. Many people say, well, how do I know if it's God or not? Here's something really simple. You want to know how it's God? If it's good, man, it's God. If it's good, it's God. So... Um, you can always know that that's God. The Lord said, He has prepared for you gifts. This is a time of gift giving. Listen to this. The gifts of salvation, deliverance, healing, provision, miracles and more, they're already packaged and some of you already have your name on them. The cool thing about your name being on your gift means that it's your property. It doesn't belong to anyone else. The Bible says that all good and perfect gifts come from the Father of above. Listen, if it's good, it's always God. Another distinguishing factor of a God suddenly, how will you know if you find yourself in the midst of a God suddenly? Any, many times they have... It has a very short time frame. It is that one unique moment in time, and the suddenlies become unique. Divine occurrences that happens at a specific time and at a specific place. The suddenlies of God, uh, of course, are not a suddenly event to God. (laughs) How many knows nothing ever takes God by surprise? Amen. He, he knows everything that's going on. God's, God's never taken off, God. believe, uh, off guard. I believe, off guard, I believe he purposely places these God moments in our lives, whether they're big or small, in order to see just how we're going to respond to them. God's looking for a response. Let me give you something about faith. You know, the Bible says without faith, we cannot please God. So let me give you something about faith. Faith is a fact, and faith is an act. In other words, it's not enough to have faith. The Bible says you've got to not only hear the word, but in order for the word to work in your life, you've got to do the word. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Faith is a fact, and faith is an act. The difference is in the doing. In other words, many times, suddenness of God can turn up at the most desperate times in our lives. Listen, some of you are there right now, so I want you to listen to me carefully. It's almost as though just before we go under for the final time, God throws us a, a life raft. I've discovered that God's suddenlies are not always perceived as a blessing at first. However, if the event does not immediately appear to be a blessing, and you know the difference between the suddenlies of God and a suddenly of the devil, oh yeah, he's got them too. Many people have asked me over the years, well, Brother Billy, um, how do I know that what what is... What, if?" What God has in store for me. In other words, how do I know the difference between what God's saying to me and what the devil's saying? What do I do? How do I serve God? Very simple. All you have to do is watch what the devil's doing and you do the exact opposite. Amen. How many of those? That's pretty easy. Amen. Many times before we go under, God will throw that life raft or that life jacket to us. Listen. A God suddenly is a golden parachute. It's a golden parachute. What do you mean, Brother Billy? One of the words for the Holy Spirit is paraclete. And you know what that means? That means to come beside To rescue. But it's that word that we get our today word. Parachute. The Holy Spirit. When you're falling and falling and falling and falling. He will become your parachute. He will save you. Now I want you to listen to me very carefully. Everybody. Will at one time in their life experience a God suddenly. Everybody also will also experience, before they enter into ministry, a God suddenly, in what I call a burning bush experience, a burning bush happening. Moses was just minding his own business. He was on the backside of the desert, and he was keeping his father-in-law's sheep. Everything was just like it'd been every day before. But all of a sudden, one day, Moses, in the mundane of life, walks by and he sees boom a God suddenly. He sees a he sees a bush beginning to burn. And as he watched that bush burning, he was fascinated. He didn't really understand it at first. Not only was that bush burning, but it was not consuming itself. In other words, it kept burning and burning and burning, but it never turned to ashes. Moses was fascinated. But all of a sudden, the bush started talking to him. (laughs) When you have a burning bush experience, if you listen you'll understand that God wants to tell you something. He wants to say something to you. And that burning bush experience dramatically, completely, and totally changed Moses' life forever. I want you to get this. Anytime you ask God, God, what can I do for you, God? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? What can I do? The next question God will say is, "What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand?" Here's something hot, hot off the presses in heaven. I call it. It's, it I call it a heavy revy. Amen. Now I want y'all. <laughs> I want y'all to listen. Everybody, everybody, God has put something in your hand to serve him. Watch this. With David, it was a sling. With Gideon, it was a trumpet. With Moses, it was a rod. God is saying to us, what do I have on our hands? What do we have on our hands that we can serve God with? So, God's asking us that today. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? God said that in these last days, before the end of this year, Some things, some incredible suddenlies are going to occur in some of your lives. And some of you may not understand it. Some of you may not see it. God spoke to me as I walked in today. Here's what he said. He said, son, there are going to be some people out there who feel as though everything around them is falling apart. They feel like everything around them Is falling apart. But God sent me to tell you, it's not falling apart. It's just falling together. God said, God said that he's going to cause all things to work for your good. You may not see it yet. You may not understand it. But God said, what you think is falling apart is actually falling together. Many times, serving God, we don't understand exactly what God's saying, what God's doing, how God's moving in our lives. But that's okay. God never expected us to know everything here on this earth. Amen. Many people have asked me, and and I know other pastors, they don't they didn't understand it when Jesus said, If you want to follow me, you gotta drink my blood and eat my flesh. I don't really understand it either. But Jesus didn't say you had to understand everything to serve him. That that actually, that was pretty pretty cool uh story, because at this point in Jesus' life, he had the 12, but he also had the 70 who were following him. And it was at that point in Jesus' life that everything was looking pretty good. I mean, Jesus was walking around doing miracles, man. He was was feeding 5,000 people with just 12 loaves and a fish, a couple of fishes. He was raising people from the dead. And one day, He turned around and he looked at the 70. And he said to them this, Why are you following me? They responded, Well, Jesus, you're famous. I mean, Jesus, everybody knows about you. Jesus, we've seen you on CNN. You've appeared on the front page of the Jerusalem Post. (laughs) We've seen you. You're famous. Jesus said, Okay, boys. Here's the deal. Do you want to continue to follow me? Yes, Jesus. Will you continue to follow me no matter what? Yes, Jesus. He said, okay, man, here, here it is. You want to continue to follow me from this point on? You're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Now Jesus turned and looked at Peter to see, see his reaction because how many knows Peter always had a reaction? and he, and he looked at Peter and see what his reaction was. And he turned and looked again, and, poof, man, those dudes were gone. When I first, <laughs> when I first started in the ministry, um, I had so many people come to me and say, Brother Billy, you just step out in faith. We're behind you, son. Amen. You just step out in faith. You just, you just go ahead and go for God. We're behind you. You know what? After I did that, a few months later, I turned around, and I, and I looked, and yeah, they were all behind me, way behind me. Amen. Expect that when God's calling you to, to do something big for Him. Understand this. Everybody is not going to be blessed when they see you walking in the favor of God. I want to mention some things about favor. The Bible says that God's favor encompasses us like a shield. Isn't that interesting? It says that God's favor surrounds us like a shield. You see, when you obey God, when you're you're living for God, what will happen is God will surround you with his favor. But never confuse God's favor with the world's favorite. Because <laughs> you're not going to be one of, the world, one of the world's favorites and also walk in God's favor. Because the, the world is enmity with God. The world is an enemy of God's. And I know we don't hear that a lot in this age of what I call greasy grace or... Sloppy agape. You know, preachers today are afraid to take a stand for Jesus. It's like, it's like, man, you can curse God. You can use his name in vain. But we don't want to hear about Jesus and what he's done for you. I, I, I preach a message called a whole lot of shaking going on. And where did I take that from? I took it from Paul and Silas's experience in the jail. They were put in jail. Why? Just for obeying God. They were not only put in jail, they were thrown into the inner parts of the jail. In other words, there were two levels. Some criminals were on the top level. Other criminals, the worst criminals, were on the bottom. And that's where, actually, and I don't want to gross you out, man, but I want to show you how, how real this is. He was in, they were in shackles, they were chained, they couldn't move, and the urine and the feces of the prisoners above them were falling all on them, and they couldn't move. Man, they're in this thing just because they obeyed God. I can see Silas turning, turning to Paul just before midnight and say, Paul. What are we going to do, man? What what are we going to do? Paul, we were just obeying God, and look what that got us. Tell me, Paul, what are we going to do? Paul didn't hesitate. He turned to Silas, and he said, Son, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. And all of a sudden, the Bible says... You could hear it coming from the innermost part of the jail, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. They started singing. And the Bible says, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, an earthquake came, shook that prison, and everyone's chains fell off. Uh, suddenly. A God suddenly. The Bible says not only did their chains fall off, but the doors to the prison open. But you know what the real miracle is? Here it is. The doors were open, but nobody left. Come on, help me, somebody. If you're if you're in a jail and you've been you've been in there for a while, trust me, when the doors open, man. You want to get out of there. But nobody left. The the jailer was about to kill himself, which was a Roman law that said if a jailer let any of his prisoners go, he had to kill himself. He was about to do it. Paul but Paul shouted out, Don't do it. We're all here. (laughs) All being the operative word. We're all here. Nobody ran. Listen. There's a spiritual earthquake coming. In these last days. It's coming to the church. It's coming to the church first. Why? Because the Bible says. Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. Many people do not understand this. They don't understand revival. They don't even have a concept of revival. And. Um. People, people think, well, revival's gonna come to our church when the world fills our altars. Nope. Mm-mm. Revival will, you'll know revival has come to your church not when the sinners fill the altars, but when the saints fill the altars. Because when the saints get right, then the world's gonna get right. Listen, because of that suddenly in Paul and Silas' life, the jailer took them out, dressed their wounds, and then he kneeled before them and asked, what, was, what, what must I do to be saved? You see, when you're involved in a God suddenly, and God does a miracle in your life, you're not going to have to run and look for sinners. <laughs> They're going to come to you. They're going to ask you, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Not only did this jailer get saved, but how many knows his entire family got saved. Mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa, what would you do? What would you give to be sitting in heaven at that long wedding feast of God and be able to look to your right, and to look to your left, and for as far as you can see, every one of your grandchildren are there. Every one of your every one of your your your, your friends were there. Every one in your family was there. Man, God's about to bring household salvation in these last days. Come on, give Jesus a round of applause. That's a good place. Now here's something. Here's something very, very uh, interesting. Um, Paul, they put Paul in prison secretly. They wanted to release him secretly. But Paul goes, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. You imprisoned a Roman citizen. That meant he had rights. And he says, you put me in secretly, but you're going to let us go publicly. God said that whatever we do in secret will be revealed to the public. In other words, just like David. David was a little shepherd boy. His family thought he was so insignificant that when uh, the prophet of God came to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king, watch this. His daddy didn't even let, he didn't, he didn't even call for David to come and get in the lineup. Help me somebody. Even his own family thought he was insignificant. Thank God for a prophet of God who truly hears from God. Because Samuel said, are you sure, Jesse, you don't have any other sons? Are you sure? Uh, he goes, well, I got this one. He's just a little kid. He said, you know, he's got big dreams. He thinks one day he's going to be a praise and worship leader. I mean, all he does is sit out there in the hills and the valleys watching the sheep play in his, his lyre. All he, that's all he's doing. And by the way, David could play very well. How do I know that? Because David was invited to play before the king. How many knows... That if you're invited to play at the White House, you're going to be one of the best of the very best. Understand this. Understand this. David was called in. He was anointed as the next king. But watch what David did. He went right back to his daily life. He was there in the hills keeping the sheep. Watch this. It was in those hidden hills that David began to hone his talent. Man, how many times do you think he slung that slingshot? He said he only killed one bear and one lion. I don't think he was telling the whole story. Amen. I mean, this kid was good. I mean, he was an expert marksman. Then all of a sudden, David suddenly began. His daddy called him and said, Okay, son, here, take this food out and feed your brothers. We're in war. So you take them. We're, we're in war against the Philistines. Philistines so, so I want you to come take this food to your brothers. He said, Okay, daddy, watch what David did. This speaks of his character. Character is when you do right when nobody's watching. Amen? David had character. Even as a kid, man, before he went and obeyed his daddy, go study it out. It says he left the sheep with someone. He didn't leave the sheep alone. He left them with someone while he went. For 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy of God walked out day, night, looked across at God's army, which the Bible said they were in battle array. Now, what does that mean? (laughs) That means they were, they were dressed to kill. In other words, they were, they were in their lines, they were prepared to go to war. But how many knows they were all dressed up, but nobody was willing to fight? Kind of like church (laughs) on Sunday mornings. A lot of folks dressed up, but they're not willing to fight. They said, well, I didn't, we, didn't know it was, we didn't know all that was included. Amen. But the Bible says we're supposed to fight the good fight. Listen, there's going to always be a fight, guys. You're either going to fight with God or you're going to fight with the devil. But, so you might as well choose to fight the good fight. I have chosen to fight the good fight of faith. Listen, 40 days and 40 nights, this giant came out and intimidated God's people. But one day, something changed. One day, all of a sudden, David burst on the scene. When he burst on that scene, he looked at that giant and he said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that will come against the armies of God? You think David was afraid of Goliath? No. Fear and faith cannot coexist. Faith, watch this, faith is the atmosphere in which you can most freely move in the things of God. Faith is the atmosphere where you can most freely move in for God. Fear is the atmosphere in which Satan moves most freely. Y'all watching this? David had no fear. Somebody said, "Well, now you know, I don't think he really believed God one hundred percent because I read my Bible and I saw where he didn't come with just one stone. The Bible says he 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 came with five stones. he He came with five smooth stones and if 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 he had a hundred percent faith, he would believe God that one stone would do the trick. But he brought five, Brother Billy. These are what these theologians tell me, quote unquote. He brought five because if he missed, he had four more tries. But you know what? That wasn't the reason. David wasn't going to miss. He knew he only had one shot. And when God's about, to, God's about to take you from the seemingly insignificant things of life, the hidden valleys of life, And when he's about to put you on the world stage, you need to understand that's your shot. You need to take it. You need to do the best you can. David had five smooth stones. Why? Because he fully knew that Goliath had brothers. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he had four of them. So David was saying, look, One of them's got this giant's name on it. But if his brothers come after me, I got four more for them. (laughs) That's faith. Let me tell you how great a faith David had. He moved from the seemingly insignificant to the world stage. And while he was on the platform, he turned to the giant, he said. Giant, I'm going to cut your head off and you'll no longer intimidate God's people. First thing happened when David made that faith declaration, he went to the king and he said, I'm going to kill the giant. The king said, David, are you kidding me? You're just a kid. That's why the Bible says despise not small beginnings. He said You're just a kid, he said. Well, if you're gonna go and I can't get you to change your mind, here, take my armor. David (laughs) looked at the armor, you know, swallowed him whole, and he turned to the king and said, King, no, 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 I don't need your armor. He said, I got my own armor. Mmm. Mmm. Next thing you know, here comes David. And the giant comes out roaring, and 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 everyone is gripped with fear. And here comes David. Notice, David didn't run from the roar. He ran to the roar. He ran to the giant. And as he was running, he was talking to him. <laughs> he said, "He said, you come in the name of this, this, and this, and this. But I come in the name of the Lord. And all the time he's slinging that slingshot, man. Slinging that slingshot. Running, 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 running. All of a sudden, he let it go. And you know that that stone hit the one place, the one place that there was no armor on this giant. It was right here. Hmm. David was telling the giant, I'm going to cut your head off. But how many knows knows David didn't have a sword? (laughs) All he had was a slingshot. What was he doing? He was was speaking faith. And when he got to the giant, the giant, I believe, was still alive. But David put an end to him because he took the giant's own sword and he cut the giant's head off with it. What's the revelation there? Here it is. If you'll let God, he will take the same weapon That the enemy has tried to use against you. Turn it around. And use it against your enemy. Come on. That's another chance for a Jesus clap. Amen. My, 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 my. God suddenly. David was prepared. For his suddenly. He was in position. For his suddenly. He knew His time was coming, and he knew that he was called a king, although he had not yet had the crown. But he was still king because he was anointed for it. Do you know tradition says that David... (laughs) He became famous that day, by the way. More famous than his own king. The Bible, I heard tradition says this, David carried Goliath's head around with him wherever he went. Isn't that wild? Mmm. Tell you something even more wild. The hill that they crucified Jesus on was called Golgotha, the hill of the skull. Many have said the reason they got that name was because David had nailed the skull of Goliath onto the gates of the city. Wow. You see, when God calls you, when God appoints you, when God anoints you, he will give you encouragement by you doing certain things That he told you are part of your ministry. Abraham couldn't believe it when God said your children will number like the stars of the sky. I believe every night Abraham when he began to doubt God would walk outside his tent and look up. I believe David when he began to doubt God about his call. I believe that he looked at that head of Goliath and he goes, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know what God's done. You know, there's a lot of people you run into, you know, they don't believe in miracles. Have y'all ever run into those people? They don't run into, they they, they don't believe in miracles until they see one. In other words, if you don't believe in healing, see somebody come out of a wheelchair, know it's God, and how many knows that settles it? You see, the miracle will settle things. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to get your friends to understand it. All you got to do is experience it. When you experience it, here's what's going to happen. Your life will be changed forever. Understand this. In your walk with God, suddenly's are already prepared. In your life. In other words. Can I really blow your mind? Have you ever wondered why Jesus was so supremely confident. In everything he did. Every miracle. Have you ever noticed that? Every miracle. Everything Jesus did. He was supremely confident. That it was going to happen. I said God. Where would that come from? He said, son, I am God Almighty. I am in the now, the future, and the past altogether. He said, the reason my son could walk confidently in these miracles is he simply looked ahead a day and he saw me standing there And he knew that I already finished it. You see, God will never start something unless he first finishes it. Come on, help me now. God is the God of your tomorrows. God has already been there. And he's waiting on you to catch up. Hmm. So that allowed Jesus to walk in supreme confidence. Many people say, well, you know, Jesus was the Son of God. I mean, he was God. Of course, he was confident. No. He laid down his kingship, he laid it down, he laid down his divinity. How many knows the Bible says, and he walked as a man? And Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. The reason I know that God places his suddenlies before us is because Jesus told us that, the word told us that, um, to pray that God will provide, however he's already provided for you. In other words, in crucial points in your life, you'll run into your provision. Because God has already placed it there. I'm talking about walking in destiny. I'm talking about walking in faith, believing God. He's already placed your provision there. Understand this, guys Jesus died (laughs) before he was born. The Bible says, the Bible says that he was slain. From the foundation of the world. When God the Father, Son and Holy Ghost got together. It was already decided. That Jesus was going to the cross. He was slain from the foundation of the world. He died before he was born. Listen. Mary wasn't holding baby Jesus. No. Jesus was holding Mary the cross wasn't holding Jesus Jesus was holding the cross get ready some of you are about to experience a God suddenly little did you know that when you walked in those doors this morning that God has already prepared a suddenly in your life. I'm going to close with this, and then I'm just going to obey God. The story was told of that great conqueror, Napoleon Bonaparte. How many have ever heard of Napoleon? He said he was going to conquer the world. But one day, when he went to conquer, he met his Waterloo. In other words, you heard the expression, he met his Waterloo. That means that one day, Napoleon was defeated utterly and completely at a place called Waterloo. Some years later, the story is told that Napoleon Bonaparte, looking at all the world that he had conquered, came to that last battle he fought. And there, there was a little red dot there to mark his Waterloo. And here's what he said. If it were not for that red spot, I would have conquered the world folks listen to me the devil's saying the same thing he looked at a hill called Calvary where our Jesus died was buried suffered for us blood marking that spot and the devil said if it were not for calvary i would have conquered the world the bible says that the, the how many knows the devil doesn't know everything the bible says that he did, if he didn't if he'd known who jesus really was he would not have he would not have crucified the lord of glory the devil doesn't know everything But God does. God does. Don't think the devil can read your mind. He can't. He's not God. But God can. Jesus can. Listen. Today could be your day. Today today could be the day that you dreamed about. Today could be the day that you prayed about. Today could be your day. Many times people... Call what I'm about to do a salvation altar call and that's true and that's great and that's wonderful. But I want to explain to you salvation is much more than simply giving your heart to Jesus and having your name written down in heaven. The word salvation is that little Greek word sozo. And you know what it means? It means yes, when you die, you go to heaven. Salvation you know what else it means? It also means healing. It also means deliverance. So much more. That's why Jesus said when he healed the paralyzed man, you know, his friends let him down through the roof, and he appeared there before Jesus, and he he healed them, and the the Pharisees said, you know, he said, he forgave him of his sin. He said, he blasphemed God. Jesus said, What does it matter whether I said be healed or whether I say your sins are forgiven? Because sozo contained it all. There was no difference in Jesus' mind between healing or salvation. When Jesus died on the cross, here's what he said. He said, it is finished. It is finished. Jesus did it all. He did it all. He did it for you. He did it for me. The question was asked How much do you love us, Jesus? Jesus, how much do you love us? And the Son of God spread his arms wide and he cried out, I love you this much. Then he died. Then he died. I want everybody looking right up here. Nobody looking around. Nobody. Nobody moving. I want you to look right up here. Today could be your day. Today could be your God suddenly. So here's my. Final plea. If you are here today. Today. And you're just not sure that if you would lay your head on your pillow tonight and Jesus came or you died in your sleep, that you'd wake up in heaven walking streets of gold. You're just not sure. You can be sure today. You can walk out of here knowing that if you were to die today or if Jesus were to come back and he may, that you would wake up. Walking streets of gold. Holding Jesus' hand. You can know that today. If you're here. And you're a Christian. But man, there's some things in your life that you know don't glorify God. And you know you need to get things right with God. If you're here today. And man, you know. You need God to set you free for some things in your life that's kept you bound. If you're here today and you need a God suddenly, you need a miracle. God's still in the miracle working business. Amen. Here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to ask you to stand to your feet and everybody look right up here at me. Quickly, quickly, quickly. If you're just not sure if you were to die today, you'd wake up in heaven. If you're just not sure, you're you're saved, but there's some things in your life you need to get right with God. If If you're here today and you need to be set free by the power of God. If you're here today and you need a healing touch from God. God's ready. He's able. I want you to look right up here at me. Being born again. It's as simple as A, B, C, D. Don't make it complicated. A, B, C, D. A, accept the fact that you're a sinner. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. B, believe. Believe that Jesus died for you. Believe that he shed his blood for your sins. Believe that he rose again. See? Confess. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And D, do it, man. Do it today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. You may not have tomorrow. You may not have next week. Today is your day. Today is your day. In just a moment, I'm going to simply count to three. And when I do... If you come under any one of those things that I shared with you, when I say three, I want you to shoot your hand up. I'm going to pray a short prayer with you. Then I'm going to pray over you and believe God for what you're coming forward for. When I say three, if you want to be born again and know it, if you want to recommit your life to God, if you want to be set free. If you need a miracle in your life. When I say three, that's your cue. I want you to shoot your hand up. I'm going to pray with you. You ready? I want everybody's eyes open. (laughs) Everybody's head up. And everybody looking around. Hey, listen. Where does it say in the Bible? Close your eyes. Bow your head. Nobody will ever know it. Nobody will ever see it. Amen. It's not there. It's not there. Jesus said, Jesus said, If you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Man, I do not want that to happen. Wow. Man, I feel the presence of God in this place. Somebody prayed. Somebody heard from God. You're not here by accident. As a matter of fact, I believe everyone that's ever been born again, somebody had prayed for them. Somebody somewhere had prayed for them. It could have been a great, 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 great grandfather who got down on his knees and said, God, save me and save my seed. Somebody prayed for you. And now it's your day. Now it's your day. Are you ready? When I count to three, put your hand up if you want my prayer. If you want my prayer, when I say three, I want you to shoot your hand up. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Put your hand up high. Put your hand up high. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those of you who do not have your hand up, go ahead and give Jesus a round of applause. The rest of y'all, amen. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. My God, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. mm, mm. mm, mm. Guys, look right up here at me. Are you serious about this, this, this commitment you're making right now? Are you serious about this decision? Are you? Are you? Here's what I'm asking you to do. If you want my prayer, in just a moment, I'm going to count to three one more time. And when I do, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn, and I want you to slip out of your chair. And just for a few minutes, I want you to turn and come stand right up here. Are y'all ready? Man, get ready. Let me tell you why I said come stand right here. Because the anointing is always stronger (laughs) in the front of the house. Amen. pastor's sitting up here. Amen. His wife sitting up here. Get ready. God said to tell my people, it's time that they come to a place where they're not just tolerated, but they are celebrated. And that's why you're in this church today. God is celebrating you. You ready? When I say three, come forward. I'm going to pray. Here we go. One, two, three. Come on, slip out. And come on up here. Come on. Come on, Come on, folks. Give the Lord another round of applause. Look at this. Look at this. My, 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 my. Look at this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, we can't even get everybody up. Can y'all kind of move up forward and let these guys come over to this side? Oh, Boy, y'all are a good-looking crowd. You look a whole lot better up here than you did out there, huh? <laughs> I couldn't see you. Pastor, can I just obey God? I, I know, I know I can. I know I can. Jesus, Jesus. Right here, young man, take my hand. I don't know you have never met you. Wants me to tell you something, he said, He's about to bring everything together for you. Everything you thought you had lost, he's going to redeem it. Everything you thought would never happen in your life again, that you'd never have joy again. God said, In this season, tell him, I'm going to fill him with my joy again. You believe that? I know you do, bro. And I've never met you before, have you? Have I? I don't know who you are. Here's what the Lord wants me to tell you. Are you ready? He said, tell her I'll be her father. I'll be her father. We were talking about the good, good father today. He said, that was a word for you. Hold on to it, amen? Okay, darling. Okay, darling. Thank you, Jesus, right here. You are not a follower. You are a leader. God wants you to move to the front of the path because God's hands on your life. Even now, I feel the anointing of God, His hands on your life. Today, comes your God Suddenly, Everything's going to change. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. My, 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 my. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who's praying for a family member? Somebody praying for a family member? You've been praying for Yeah. It's usually usually kind of like where I'm standing because, you see, Jesus was moved by compassion. And so that's how he moved. So when I walk and I move, it's the compassion of God many here and there was a few over here right somebody out here you are praying for yeah right there mhm mhm right there amen i'm on i'm gonna pray for y'all right now and then i'm gonna then i'm gonna move in, in, in what god's telling me to do okay father i lift up every lost loved one in this place tonight god i pray that you'll send workers across their path to tell them about jesus lord i pray that even now some of these loved ones here that are standing in the gap for their lost loved ones that God I know that many of their lost loved ones are are watching them God I pray that even some of them will be able to lead their lost loved ones to you thank you Father for saving daddies thank you for saving mamas and grandmas cousins and aunts great grandchildren grandchildren daughters and sons thank you father I believe you God that it is done in Jesus name Mm, 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 mm. brother right here God said there's something on your heart and it's been there for a while he said it's been there for so long that you've even said God do you even know I'm here the Lord said today's your day oh my 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 God's got his hand on your life and he said just obey me and watch what I do does that mean anything to you more than I know amen he said more than I believe it I believe it I believe it son of a preacher man one of the hardest things to do is to be a PK preacher's kid it's not easy you know why? because everybody puts you in a fishbowl I've seen them do it to my children I've seen them do it to many pastors God said this today is your day Our life consists of moments. And that's what we remember. God said you will never ever forget what he's about to do for you today. Hmm. He also said this. He said you've got so much word in you. You've forgotten more than you know. God's going to use you. He's raising you up right now. Right now. You'll never be the same. Never, 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 never be the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen, 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 amen. I'm not, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm just obeying God. But, but, but see, this is building faith. You know what this is doing? I'm working with your faith. That's what it is. I'm working with your faith. And this is building faith. I sense it coming up. Mm mm, 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 Yeah, man, right here. Take my hand, man. Here's what the Lord wants me to tell you. There's been times when you thought, where do I fit in? There's been times when you've not had a clear idea of what God wants you to do. But somebody has prayed for you. Somebody has prayed in earnest for you. They got down on their knees. They sacrificed their time. And now you're here. Get ready. God's going to use you to reach many of your family. Okay? understand what I'm saying? Okay, man. I love these kids. I'm telling you. Brother, God had a word for you last time I was here. He wants me to remind you. He says tell him, remind him of what I gave him last time. Brother, hold on to that word. It's going to bring you through. I don't care what anybody else says. I only care what God says. So don't Worry about all the evil reports. You just be concerned about what God says. Mm, You understand? Strength. Supernatural strength. And the anointing is going to be so great on your life. That people are going to see it. And they're going to say to you, man, what's different about you? Something different about you. Today's your God day. Amen. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Wow. Mm. God's so good. How many came forward to make some type of a crucial decision for God today? Let me see your hands. Any type of a decision for God. Let me see your hands. Mm -hmm. Here's what God wants me to tell you sir Mm, 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 mm. God's bringing healing he's bringing healing to relationship healing he said tell him my grace is sufficient enough don't ever doubt God again because today is your God moment. It's just suddenly you'll never forget what God's about to do. I'm telling y'all He's about to touch you in such a profound way. You'll never forget it. Now listen, I, I know I know the, it might be hard down there. I know some of y'all might not be able to get down but there's something about kneeling before God. There really is. And if you can If you can, can I ask you just to kneel right where you are? I'll I'll tell you what, I'll do it with you. If you can. Amen. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to touch somebody beside you. Put your hand on their shoulder. Grab their hand. It doesn't matter whether you know them or not. We might as well all get used to living together here. Because we're going to spend eternity in heaven with him. I'm going to lead y'all in a prayer. And when you get up, you walk out of this place. Your life's never going to be the same again. Never going to be the same again. Wow. Wow. Hmm. I want every one of you right now just to say this. Yes, Lord. Okay. Here we go. Repeat this after me. Pray it from your heart and mean it when you get up off your knees and walk out you will know that everything has changed everything has changed and changed for the good repeat after me here we go pray pray this prayer with me here we go oh God I come before you today confessing my sins I am truly sorry for my sins I believe That you died for me. I believe that you shed your blood for me. I believe that you rose again for me. You conquered sin, you conquered death, and you set me free. And now, oh God, I come before you and I ask you, come into my heart. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Now I'm going to pray for every other reason you came forward. Father, I lift up each and every one of those who responded this morning. God, I know you're you're looking down from heaven and God, I know you have a big smile on your face. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible opportunity. God, I lift up each and every one of these precious ones. God, I pray that you bring household salvation to them. God, I pray that you'll touch their body and heal them. Let your healing power overcome them and overtake them now. God, those who are Christians, but maybe they've been away. Maybe they're not in a place where they are really living for you like they were God I pray right now that you bring them back that God the prodigals are coming home thank you Lord for the recommitments the rededication thank you Lord never the same never 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 ever the same again God, I pray for those who need deliverance. In the name of Jesus, we come against every spirit that is not of God. And we command you, devil, loose them and let them go. Now. There it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for your undeniable gift called Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Give the Lord another round of applause. Come on. Amen. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you one quick question, okay? Just one quick question. Just one quick question. You ready? Here's what I'm asking you to do. How many of you just prayed that prayer with me? And something happened. (laughs) You may not know what it was. You may not understand. But something happened when we prayed that prayer. How many many can say that? Put put your hand up right now. Thank Thank you, Lord. 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 Amen. If you... Ask Jesus in your heart for the first time today. I want you to see. Do they see you, Pastor? I want you to see Pastor Dennis and let him know. Tell him what happened today. I love you and God loves you. You guys can be seated. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.